Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. We are here coming to you live. Not really. I mean, sort of live. Well, you're listening to this mere hours before it's posting. Live to tape. Uh, congratulations, everybody. Got a bonus episode. You're going to look for that this month. August is going to be five adventures for your ears. If you're a Patreon subscriber, it could be six or seven adventures yeah. for your ears. <laughs> boy, oh boy, we're doing a lot of recording. I updated the Patreon page, by the way. So if you donate at $10 and above now, you get the bonus mini episode and yep. then if you donate at $25 and above you get two bonus mini episodes yeah and they're not that many they're about a half hour each so yeah and um, they seem they're they're already creeping up a little bit yeah <laughs> so that thank you for everyone who supported us and also thank you to our regular listeners who've left reviews because you've gotten a bonus episode without having to do anything else you'll see it in the regular feed probably on a wednesday this month uh thanks everybody for leaving amazon reviews of dory's books 
apparently I'm still asking everyone to leave good Goodreads reviews. Yeah, I mean, that's like in perpetuity. In perpetuity. Please leave a Goodreads review of Dory's book and like the nice ones. She would appreciate it. She has no idea what her book rating is right now because she refuses to go back on Goodreads. True story. Uh, anyone in Atlanta, Dory's going to be there uh, at the Decatur Book Festival on Saturday, September 2nd, on a panel called The Intersection of the Internet and Self-Help with the author Heather Haverleski. Correct. Who writes the Ask Polly column for New York Magazine. That's very exciting. Yes. Uh, at the Decatur Recreation Center studio from 1230 to 115 p.m. For more info, you can go to decaturbookfestival.com. Thinking about doing a meetup on either Friday or Saturday night in Decatur if there is interest. That's not me. That's Dory. Dory's said, thinking of it. You said Decatur like you're from Boston. Did I? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it slips out. What yeah. are you going to do? Uh, so, Dory, is that true? You're thinking about yeah, it? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Thinking about a Friday or Saturday. If you're out there in uh, in hot Atlanta, in the area. Yeah, I think Decatur's like 10 miles outside of Atlanta. Well, there you go. Something like that. Um. Startup is available as an ebook in the UK, Australia, South Africa, New Zealand. Hardcover will be available at the end of August. So if you haven't yet ordered your book, please do so. If you're listening to us and you care to read about fun adventures of people who are uh, in their 20s, 30s, and 40s in the uh, startup world in New York, then buckle the fuck up because it's coming. Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure for all your excellent needs. Our website is excellentadventure.com. You can go there to see all sorts of things like uh, resource pages and episode descriptions. And also, uh, you could donate there if you find it in your heart. Email us, dorianmatt at gmail.com and mattanddory at gmail.com. And the phone number, of course, 431-46-413-461-BABY. 413-461-BABY. More evidence to Dory's theory that I'm dyslexic. Well... Here you go, honey. That I mean, it wasn't my theory. We heard from a listener this week who was like, hey, has Matt ever been tested for ADHD or dyslexia? And I asked Matt, and I was just like, look, I'm not saying you're, you have ADHD or dyslexia. You have, there are some, from what I know of ADHD and dyslexia, you have some characteristics of it, but that doesn't mean that you have it. Mm. Um, I think it was just because last week you tripped over so many words. So tired. (laughs) So that probably made some people think. Well, listen, it wasn't a great week for me and my readings, um, but it is a great week to do a podcast. And, um, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you too, honey. No, it wasn't Um, my birthday, but it was your birthday. It was yesterday. Yeah. 34 terrible years old. Um, we have yet to go back to the doctor to take a gander at your uteri. Um, I only have one uterus. Well, for now. Who knows what's happening in there? I'm going back on Tuesday, though. Yes. Tuesday, we have an appointment at 10 a.m. Should be very exciting. Mm-hmm. Dr. Beck's going to take a gander and see what's doing. And tomorrow, we take Bo to the new vet. Tomorrow, Dory takes Bo to the new vet at 8.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Figured I wouldn't go because I'd probably have to leave. And I said, you know what, let me make my bones about being late for work by actually going with my wife to our doctor appointment. Okay. Bo can handle the vet with you. Can he, though? Depends on how many treats you bring. That's true. I'm going to bring, like, a barrel. Okay, a barrel of treats for Bo, everybody. Very exciting. Bo's been a very good boy. He hasn't regressed since we've been back. It's uh, 
We're oh, just although waiting I f- for the other shoe to drop. I forgot to tell you, we I saw the Husky twice yeah. yesterday or the day before uh-huh. from across the street. Yeah. The first time he went so insane. Yeah. Like insane. Yes. Like he uncontrollable. He does not like that. And dog. then the second time I sort of like maneuvered him behind a car. Yeah. So at least the Husky was sort of like out of his line of sight. Yeah. And he kept like trying to peer underneath the car so he could see the Husky. Uh-huh. And he was just like going crazy. He hates that Husky. I, I don't understand. The Husky d- ignores him. Does he have balls? I can't tell. That's so, the real question. He's so furry back there. Yeah, well, Bo... You know, they have a double coat. That's They shouldn't be in Los Angeles. They're I agree. Huskies. That's ridiculous. I agree, but... There's one that lives a block from us. Yeah, and that's that's Bo's main uh, main arch enemy, a husky, for yep. reasons unknown. Because he's played with other huskies at the park. It's not like he has anything against the breed, right? But he does have something against people, ball peoples with testicles. Oh boy! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, dogs with testicles. Yeah. So. Who yeah. Knows? Who knows? It's very exciting. Um, Any other updates? How are you feeling? Oh, I I do have a, a, a positive update. Go. I got some money back from my insurance. That's great for a procedure. Some some time. I think the first time, the first biopsy that Doctor March did. Mm-hmm. Um, we got about half the money back. Oh boy! Yeah. Wow. So. Got eleven hundred bucks for that. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it went straight to paying the capital one card <laughs> um yeah if you're left-handed and need a left-handed guitar there's three for sale right now on reverb yeah if you're looking for a telecaster a custom shop stratocaster or a Dusenberg mike campbell i'm your guy i've been selling shit on instagram all weekend uh we've been really a seller's market here it's in this been house. awesome i just put some i just so I, I sold two pairs of shoes and a bunch of clothes mm-hmm. and then i just put some i was like oh i have these beauty products that i either like used once or like didn't use i'm gonna see if i can sell those so i put those up right before we started the podcast we'll see what happens <laughs> i'm not i'm not quite sure how to feel about all of this why i thought you'd think i was resourceful um it's interesting you know how i feel about selling things i don't like doing it i'd rather just give things away i like selling things i'm a generous individual Mm. and you're not catholic oh my god what you're so you're so racist Uh, I give things away to people. I'm also putting a pile together of things that I'm just going to give away. That's great. Um, Cause I'm like, no one is going to buy this stuff. Yeah. But, but other stuff, it's kind it's like fun to sell. I like selling stuff. And you know, I was selling a bunch of stuff on Poshmark. Yeah. But like the people on Poshmark try to bargain with you in a way that is ultimately exhausting. People on reverb do the same thing, but not, not exhausting. It's either you get there or you don't. On on Poshmark, it's like, first of all, I always price my stuff super low on Poshmark anyway. So it's like, yeah. here's this shirt. I've priced it at $14 and I get an offer for $8. You know what you should do is not price it so low. But then it would never sell. 
people would probably offer you $14. I guess. I don't know. That, That's what you do. You. I get it. I understand how to, how to bargain start and negotiate. High, go low. No, I know. But I'm just saying like, even when you, even when it doesn't matter what you started at people. And then if you say, okay, I'll meet this person halfway, I'll mm-hmm. counter yeah. at, um, well, I guess halfway between eight and 14 is 11. Yeah. I'll counter 11 and then they'll counter at like 10. And then it goes to 1015 and you sold it. No, you can't go to 1050. You can't counter in increments of, of less than a dollar. Wow. It's just like, really? <laughs> like, come on. So I was getting a little annoyed at that. Yeah. And like, I don't know. So I was like, but I, and I bought something on Instagram lately. And so I was like, let me see if I can sell some stuff on Instagram. We're really doing it. We're like mommy bloggers left and right. And just here's how you make some money. Well, sell some clothes. I mean, sell some guitars. But the only the only way you can make money selling your shit is if you had too much shit to begin with. Yes. Think about that. That's us. Yeah. We have too much stuff. If we hadn't bought all the stuff in the first place, you 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 guys would be very annoyed at the all the free things I turned down. And it's like I don't need this pile of comic books or this pile of books or this pile of. Books mainly is the main thing I often am given, but don't take home because we have so many books. We do. But I don't throw any of that stuff out. I give it to people who want it that Mm. are near me, either in the office or elsewhere. Uh, Believe it or not, I also put a lot of books on the freebie table. I love the free stuff table. And I try to be very selective about what I bring home. Yeah. Believe it or not. I don't really bring things home other than guitars and yeah you did say you would be willing to sell clothes though yes but they're in the closet i don't see them i know we need to do that at some point yes uh how's the weight loss going everybody how's weight loss going i don't know how's it going for you Uh, i'm down uh eight pounds that's awesome since the trying to wake up at five o'clock in the morning failed miserably. Um, had a cheat day yesterday. It was my birthday. So it was a long cheat day. So it started the previous night at poker, which mm. it shouldn't have, but it did. And then it bled into Saturday mm-hmm. until very late Saturday. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But you're back on the wagon. Back on the wagon. Thanks to the sous vide egg bites from <laughs> Starbucks, which I will now figure out how to make. In my own home, because Dory got me some sort of sous vide machine. I did. Right now, while we're talking, there's some meat. Sous viding it up. Hanging out in a water bath. Yep. Inside a bag. It sounds disgusting, but... What do you mean? Like, when you you say, like, what sous vide is, it's like, meat in a bag in a lukewarm bath. Yeah. But... But I will say, you know, what our our, um, Instapot pot mm-hmm. is the perfect sous vide container oh so it's like gadget doubling great you know i was thinking we have a lot of gad we have a lot of kitchen gadgets we do we, we have even, a lot of small appliances we, we even have a cavatelli maker which you've never used well it's because i've been off pasta since you got it i know i i often get i've gotten matt excuse me big green egg yep. i got him a vintage which we use which we do use i got him a vintage cavatelli maker which, which is, is in the cabinet which is very cool and it's waiting i think oh you know what i decided i was gonna do what is bring it this year 
Oh, to Palm Springs? To Palm Springs when we go away That's for Christmas. That's such a good idea. Because we meet our New York friends out there, and the recipe that I want to make is from Frankie's, that, which is was, everybody's favorite restaurant. That was why I initially got you the Cavatelli yeah. maker, because you were obsessed with that dish. That Frankie's, that sausage Cavatelli. If you're, in, like, if you're a New York listener, and you haven't been over to Brooklyn to go to Frankie's, go there's one in There's one in Manhattan. There is also one in lower Manhattan. I guess it's... It's in the West Village. It's the West Village. Um, but you don't that think that one is as, as good. That one's not quite as good. Mm. still very good. It is very good. One night, Dory was out doing something. I don't remember what you were doing. You were getting drinks with Emily, or you had dinner with Emily Fleischaker or something mm. after work. Mm-hmm. And I was alone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm just going to go to Frankie's. And I sat at the bar and ate. I used to do that all the time. Well, I did it. And it was a delight. It's the best thing. It's just me and my phone at that bar. Great. It's a great, it's a great restaurant. I'm going to be sad when that place closes. Raggies, if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, you can reach out at mattanddory at gmail.com. <laughs> or dorianmatt at gmail. Either way. We'd be happy to have you. Uh, all right. Enough about us. Let's but, talk about you guys. Okay. I think, unless there's more you have to say. Mm, no. I mean, just like. Keep an eye on Dory's Instagram at D-O-R-E-E <laughs> for hot deals. <laughs> On things that are usually from Madewell. <laughs> um, I did sell. Oh, hello. Hi, it's my foot. He's <laughs> Stop. Um, yeah, I sold. I sold a pair of Madewell sandals and a Madewell shirt. That was among the items. Oh, and a pair of Madewell jeans. You seem to love just like packaging things up and selling them. Yeah, I do. What if I just was like, could you package these guitars and sell them and put them somewhere? Send them to. No, they're too big. Ohio or something. They're too big. I'm better at packaging smaller items. Right. I have guitar boxes, though. You know, when you start selling your clothes, I will package them up. <laughs> Honey, when you start selling the clothes. Yeah, I can't wait. I think wait. once you're through your... Once you're like, oh, I don't really have anything left, then you'll open my closet. Uh-huh. I think all that stuff's going to need to be ironed and washed and... Oh, I can't wait. Made ready what a, for... What a great project so I'm going to have. If you're a large or an extra large or a double XL and you like Brooks Brothers, John Varvatos, Ted Baker, and that's pretty much the three main brands. Polo. Buckle up because there's a lot, of, a lot of clothes coming. There's probably some J. Crew. In yep. There. All stuff I'm too fat to wear. <laughs> anyway. Since we're done being depressing, <laughs> let's see what's going on with Jay. Okay. Jay says, first, I want to thank you both for sharing your journey. Has been heartwarming, informative, hilarious, but most of all, has made me feel less alone. While my husband and I have not gotten to the point of IVF yet, I can relate to your recent surprise about having a uterine abnormality. As you discovered, there are many ways we women can be, quote, blessed with things that are not quite textbook parts. I have a more extreme version of what you have called uterus di- didelphus with dot, 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 mm. double vagina. Sounds like an amazing basketball dunk. That's right. Now in all caps, double vagina. Basically, in your case, your uterus didn't fuse fully, leaving a ridge or septum. In my case, my parts never fused. So I have two uteruses. Uteri. She has uteri. She she actually has uteri. Wow. 
two cervix that are totally separate and a septum that divided my vaginal canal into two openings. This is amazing. Google it. You'll find lots of fun medical diagrams. Can't wait. I didn't discover this difference until I went to my first gynecological appointment at age 16. Before that, I was just really, really confused about my anatomy and how the hell anyone could use tampons successfully. (laughs) I later learned I had to use two, one for each vagina. Amazing. That's amazing. Let me walk you through this nightmare situation. Every girl goes into her first lady doc appointment a little nervous, and then you get on that table with the stirrups, bright spotlight, and mean cold duck lips. But in my case, instead of a quick check, my kind-talking, reassuring doctor took one look down there and immediately stopped talking. She didn't explain what's happening and called another nurse and doctor to join in on the fun. I was absolutely mortified. I felt like some weird science experiment they were ogling at. Finally, the doctor said they found something different and would explain further in her office. When they told my mom, she started crying, asking if there was something she had done wrong when pregnant with me. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so sad. It's not your fault. (laughs) The doctor reassured her, as many doctors have since then, that this was rare, but nothing was actually wrong with me. I've always wondered if this would cause problems conceiving and carrying a child. I have been told that because of my smaller cervix and uterus that I would be at risk for early labor, but that I shouldn't have trouble getting pregnant. Fast forward 13 years to age 30, and my husband and I try unsuccessfully to conceive for over a year, visit an RE, track cycles, pee on lots of sticks, and finally get a positive result last September. Unfortunately, at our eight-week appointment, there was no heartbeat, and we were told I had a, quote, pregnancy of understandable viability. Because of my abnormal uterus size slash shape, they couldn't be 100% sure if I was miscarrying or if they just couldn't detect a heartbeat yet. So we had to wait an agonizing two weeks to get confirmation that this baby really wasn't happening. I ended up needing a DNC, and since we had already gone way over our out-of-pocket maximum, I opted to have my vaginal septum removed as well. I finally joined the One Vagina Club. Hooray! We are hoping this will make getting pregnant easier, since before we had to pick a side when we were trying and never knew which corresponding uterus would have the egg that month. That's a lot to think about. Yeah. I had an HSG done to confirm the shape and degree of separation and have now been told that I have two completely separate uteri or uteruses, which supposedly is better than having a partial septum or bicornuate uterus. But there still may be issues with how much of the uterine lining is getting blood flow and could have been the cause of my miscarriage or could have nothing to do with it. Mm. I was told if I continue to have fertility issues, one option would be to have surgery to cut and stitch my uteruses together to make one large uterus, but could also result in lots of scar tissue and sounds really scary. Sometimes more information leaves you even more confused than before. We have taken a short break for trying from trying for the sake of my sanity, but are hoping it won't come to that. I just wanted you to know that you're not alone. And there are many of us with quote, special reproductive systems. One blog I found useful was from our local meteorologist who had the same conditions as me. Wow. That's wild. And chronicled her second high risk pregnancy. It's worth a read for anyone going through this or who is just curious. Her blog is Becky Ditchfield TV.tumblr.com. <laughs> Sorry, Becky, that was a very lengthy Tumblr. Uh, Also, years ago, Tyra Banks had a talk show and did an episode about women with two vaginas, which is quite informative. I'm wishing you, Matt, and Bo all the best, and thank you for helping us laugh through the craziness. Well, Jay, I think you're probably not alone, and I bet... No, of course she's not alone. No, no, I mean, in regards to listeners of this show, I bet there's a couple out there. Definitely. That share this 
It does sound, it, I feel like it sounds crazy. It does. Like, where does the dick go? Well, she said they had to choose a side. I know, but like, what's that like? I don't know. This is very confusing. It is. I don't know what to think about this. <laughs> well, we didn't Google it yet. Nope. And quite frankly, we may never Google That's it. That's true. We may not. But, well, look, Jay. It's like the guy with the two dicks on Reddit, remember? No. No. I do. Mm. Some people have two dicks. Okay. So, that's cool. Um, Jay, we wish you the best. Jay, and fascinating. I hope you are on fascinating. your road to wherever you wish to go. Also, if you have any information as far as how you and your husband have sex and how you choose. Oh, dear. Well, yeah, it looks like some there's some extra pages in here that are empty. Or nothing printed. Well, it could be that, too. <laughs> if you're out there and you have an Epson printer... <laughs> You know what we're going through, which is uh, these are terrible printers. <laughs> we'll be right back. Crisis averted. Pages are printed. This email comes to us from Jennifer. I found your podcast because a very close friend of mine is undergoing IVF and it is currently halfway through her two week wait from her fourth embryo transfer. I just started listening to episode 42 as Dory lamented how she could not have anything to eat or drink on the day of the surgery, despite the procedure being scheduled in the afternoon. I'm a nurse anesthesiologist. Anesthetist? Anesthetist? That's the word, right? Anesthetist. I'm not looking at it. I don't know. I will let you look at it. <laughs> Anesthetist. Yeah, great. Thanks, honey. Uh, and I wanted to clarify that we call NPO nil per os or nothing by mouth guidelines. You can technically can have things by mouth on the day of surgery, assuming your surgery requires anesthesia or sedation. However, it is up to the discretion of the anesthesia provider and the policies in place at the hospital or surgery center. The concern is that the muscles in your body relax under the effects of sedation, medications, or anesthetics. Any stomach contents will travel up your esophagus and into your airway. Ew. Which can result in a deadly pneumonia or pneumonitis. Yes. Again. Not dyslexic. Just not great at medical words. (laughs) Many hospitals and surgery centers have policies in place that allow ingestions of liquids, food, and medication on the day of the surgery. It may be worth looking into for increased patient comfort and minimizing any day of surgery or anxiety or apprehension. The American Society of Anesthesiologists has compiled practice guidelines that include consuming clear liquids, water, Gatorade, juice without pulp, even black coffee or tea, up to two hours prior to surgery. Light meals, easily digested carbohydrates, may even be consumed prior uh, to six hours before surgery. Whereas large fatty meal that requires at least eight hours prior to surgery. I do not recommend that you go ahead and drink black coffee and eat some toast six hours before uh, your procedure because certainly your surgery may be canceled or pushed back until eight hours has passed if the chance that your hospital surgery center has not adopted the latest NPO guidelines. This may be worth looking, though I certainly hope you will not be requiring any further procedures, surgeries, or anesthetics. Good luck. Thank you, Jennifer. How do you feel having read that? I mean, I feel I feel like my decision to have some sips of water and a sip of black coffee is validated. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. 
I feel like if you were to eat something six hours before, like toast or something like that, I feel mm-hmm. like you'd be hungrier somehow, you know? Yeah, like that you broke window, the seal. Yeah, that window would be like later. I hear you. So I wouldn't recommend it. I didn't eat anything. As a as a, not a doctor. I didn't eat anything. Fine. Um, it's okay, you don't have to eat anything. Wait, can we... Do Play I, a voicemail? Yeah. Sure, you can do that. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, well, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel. Thank you. Hi, Jory. Hi, Matt. Hi, Bo. Uh, my name is Fallon, like Jimmy Fallon, and um, I'm from Michigan. Uh, I'm sorry if I sound like crap right now, but there's a reason for it. Um, 
So I'm in the frozen egg, egg, frozen embryo transfer. I was trying to not say fat. Um, phase right now with um, a transfer expected September 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm on the birth control uh, portion of it. And I am a migraine sufferer. Currently have a terrible migraine right now. Um, and that's why I sound this way. Um, and so I guess my question is, is what, if anybody has the same issue with getting migraines? Um, I used to get severe migraines once a week, um, and I was on a medication called Topamax, which is category D, and it does show that um, it can give the fetus a cleft palate. So I, <laughs> I weaned myself from that because for whatever reason my clinic wasn't, I don't know, they never told me about it until I researched it myself and I was starting to prep for the retrieval portion. Um, so I'm not on that right now. They did, uh, my OBGYN to give me a medication that is safe to take um, just as is when I get a migraine, but it's not working. I basically just have caffeine in it. Um, I did try going and getting some acupuncture. I have the DOS piercings. <laughs> I am getting a migraine now like once a week to the point where today I left work early and I was vomiting in my car in a Amazon bag because that's all I had available. Thankfully, I had something, but I just, I don't, I don't know how to get through this. I don't know how to get through this with migraines. Um, I don't know if anybody has any advice. Um, I just don't, I'm basically useless right now. And so all I could think about was calling you guys and, um, yeah, I, I, I have uh, three fur babies myself. Um, I know that's not relevant. I'm kind of delirious at this point, but I just wanted to say thank you for all that you do. And I love hearing about Bo, and um, I love hearing about you guys. You guys are awesome. So thank you so much. <clears throat> yeah, sorry, I found Bo. Um, have a great day. Bye. Ugh. Do you get migraines? No. I don't either. The poor woman. I had a silent migraine once. What's a silent migraine? Um, you're you sort of get a little bit lightheaded, and your vision you start to get like wavy around mm. your eyes, mm-hmm. and then it uh, you're supposed that's like a precursor to a migraine. Usually, oh, interesting. sometimes you don't get the actual migraine. Yeah, when that comes. I really was bracing for it. But didn't, you didn't, didn't get it. It didn't happen. Um, no, I don't get migraines. Uh, I've never had a migraine. They sound absolutely horrible. And it seems like even under the best of circumstances, there's nothing that like fully cures them. Yeah. Um, so I'm putting this, putting out the egg signal. Eggs. For, for anyone who... Is going through gotta, IVF. I gotta figure. There's a lot of migraine sufferers. Yeah. Listen to this podcast. In I, fact, I would I would suppose that probably this podcast gives some people migraines. <laughs> well, certainly that reviewer who said our voices are the most annoying voices in broadcasting. We, I then got a review on Star Trek: The Next Conversation that had was the same exact review, but with <gasps> a period instead of a question mark. <laughs> I thought it was very funny. Oh, like it was a callback to it. Yeah. They gave us five stars. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that, uh, I, that, that, that really sucks. Mm. 
Well, we will read any email we get regarding migraines. Or we, voicemail. That we deem somewhat helpful. Hang in there. I'm sorry that you're going through that migraine. Yeah, me and too. And you were correct. You sounded terrible. <laughs> uh, this next email is from Laura. I was listening to your podcast when someone called in about formal names and nicknames. I stopped then to write you this email. Former names, formal names are great and can lead to some fun and long-lasting nicknames. But please, if you use a nickname, still use the child's real slash formal name as well. I was almost 10 years old when I found out my name was not Lori, but it was Laura. <laughs> I found out when some important paperwork came back from school. My mom got upset because it had Lori as my name, and that was wrong. I was quite upset to find out at 10 I didn't even know my real name because my dad thought Laura was too grown up for a child. I refused to answer to Lori after that because that was not my real name. My mom kept tipping, uh, tripping over what to call me for the next several months when she was trying to use my name. Trying to yell Lori, then switch to Laura, mid-word. It started calling me uh, Lala. That has now changed to Lolo. All my nieces and nephews call me Auntie Lolo. I still react to Lori, and some of my family refuses to stop calling me Lori. That still bothers me to this day, depending on who it is and why they refuse to call me by my name. It's too hard to change because I've been calling you that your whole life. Well, I'm 34 years old now, and more than two-thirds of my life, I've been asking people to call me by my real name. <laughs> it's not a good enough reason in my book. <sighs> Laura, that's bonkers. <laughs> it's bananas. Uh, I assure you on this podcast, we will from here on out refer to you as Laura or Lolo. Or Lulu. Uh, I like Lolo. Lolo's cute. Like Lolo Jones. Yeah, Lolo's cute. So. I like that too. Thank you, Laura. For... Oh, you know what? That actually reminded me of a of a small piece of business. Oh, what is it? Um, merch is, is the, the wheels have been set in motion for merch. Okay. I don't just know anything to, about it. Just wanted to update everyone on that. That's great. Thank you. Um. That being said, it's time for an ad. Great. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Casper. Casper, you know it. You love it. It's the obsessively engineered mattress that is super comfortable and comes at a shockingly fair price. Memory foam uh, create an award-winning sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. I'm familiar with both the bounce and the sink of a Casper mattress. Dory, you recently spent a night on a Casper mattress. I did, and it was heavenly. A heavenly experience. It was heavenly. Oh, my God. You can try Casper for 100 nights risk-free in your own home. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. Casper understands the importance of truly sleeping on a mattress before you commit, especially considering you're going to spend a third of your life on it. Oh, my God. Uh, it's at, it's at uh, Dory's brother's house, that Casper it's mattress. A, it's a wonderful mattress. Which we uh, have claimed uh, for Thanksgiving. We'll mm -hmm. be using that mattress. <laughs> Uh, you can have free shipping and returns from the U.S. Uh, to the U.S. and Canada. With over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars, it's quickly becoming the Internet's favorite mattress. We love it. You love it. You can get $50 towards the purchase of a mattress by visiting casper.com forward slash Matt and Dory and using the offer code Matt and Dory. M-A-T-T-A-N-D. 
D-O-R-E-E. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Lola. Did you know that the FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their tampons, so most of them don't? I didn't know that. Yeah. Lola tampons are 100% cotton with BPA-free plastic applicators, and they make your month a little bit easier. Their subscription is fully customizable, so you can choose your mix of light, regular, and supers, your number of boxes, and frequency of delivery because you know your body best. And it's super flexible. So if you if like you know you're doing an IVF cycle, you sure. can change, skip, or cancel it at any time. Nice. They'll email you two days before your box or boxes ship. No surprises or gimmicks. And it's founded by women for women. And they're now offering pads and liners as well as non-applicator tampons for those looking for a more environmentally friendly option. Now, I know I, I have a short period, so I don't need like 10,000 boxes of tampons. So I can just go to Lola and tell them exactly what I need and they just send it to me and it's like super easy and it comes in a cute little box and you all know how I like cute little boxes. That's true. That's the main thing Dory likes. Yep. So, uh, for 60% off your first order, that's a lot. That is a lot. Visit mylola.com and enter adventure when you subscribe. That's mylola, M-Y-L-O-L-A.com, promo code adventure. For 60% off. Wow. Yeah, do it now. Back to the show. We're back. That was painless. Yeah, so we were talking about names and nicknames before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to play a related voicemail. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Maggie, and I'm living in Texas. I'm one of the listeners who's not doing IVF, but um, I do have a child, and I was just calling in regards to the name debate on the latest episode. I have a son who we call Hank, which is actually why I'm calling in, but his name is actually Philip Henry. Oh. Um, the name, um, he's actually Philip Henry the Fourth. so the name was picked out before I was, so my vote was Hank, and so that's what we call him. So I think it's okay to name your kid something and then call them something else. Um, I'm Maggie, but my parents named me Sandra Margaret, and... His dad is also Philip Henry, so there's just a lot of extra names in our lives, but it worked <laughs> out for us. Um, thank you all so much. I really love the show, and I'll have a good one. I'm uh, dying to know if Hank knows that his real name is Philip. <laughs> if he won't find out till he's 10. Yeah. This is just a world we've unleashed of, of nicknames. That's that true. Didn't even know. I know. I would say that at least the people who have been contacting us seem to mostly fall squarely in the camp of um, more formal name than nickname. Right. Um, although, wait, there is one other. Oh, yeah. I'm going to skip to this email because it also kind of has to do with that. And while we're on the topic. Sure. That makes sense. Um, this is from Lex. Mm-hmm. He says, Hey guys, first off, let me thank you for a fantastic podcast. My family and I moved from California to Indiana a couple years ago to take a trucking job. As a truck driver, I spend my work week on the road away from my wife and son and listening to podcasts is what gets me through the long 10 to 12 hour days of driving. You know, I never thought about that, but yeah, truckers are such a good podcast audience. Uh, truckers listen to podcasts and satellite radio. That's what they do. Yeah. They have to. Man. Um, all right. 
They was, keep the world stocked with delicious goods. They do. Thank you, truckers. They probably transport some of the things that we advertise. I'm I'm sure they do. And I'm sure some of them have transported guitars to me. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, okay. I was already a fan of the rest of the Myraverse. <laughs> so I figured one more wouldn't hurt. For all of Matt's other pods, I came in as an established fan of the various subjects. James Bond, Frasier, Star Trek, Scott Mosier. <laughs> fan, fan of the subject of Scott Mosier. <laughs> For this one, I'm not the, quote, target audience, as I already have a child, am 45, and basically past the fruitful age, and have had a vasectomy. Nice. That being said, Excellent Adventure has shot to the top of my podcast playlist. Whoa. I'm a huge fan of anything that promotes science, as well as getting rid of the ridiculous stigmas attached to so many things in our culture. A while back, my wife and I even had a podcast about incest molestation survivors and the stigma they have to endure. Oh, my goodness. A real laugh riot of a listen. He's being sarcastic. I got that. Got to assume. Uh, You can also put me squarely in the pro chit-chat parking discussion camp. (laughs) Actual conversation is what makes a good podcast. Without, Without it, this would be a medical journal. It's true. It's true. And I try to make it so that we don't do that. I've been trying to like gear us towards uh, more discussion on some of these emails, but you guys have such like crazy topics that Dory and I know nothing about that we just have to go. If anyone else knows anything <laughs> about it, and we're happy to facilitate this. Yeah. Uh, okay. To my point, I feel I must weigh in on the discussion of naming a child with the intention of using a shortened form of that name. Uh huh. I am not a fan. I am biased in this matter as my parents had this conversation. Let's name him Alexis and we will call him Lex. I actually like both of the names, even though Alexis has become more commonly a quote girl's name. Mm -hmm. Growing up while Dynasty was on the air did not endear me to Joan Collins. (laughs) My problem is that to me, Alexis is just not my name. And every time I start a job or go to school or have to show ID, I end up having to have the same old conversation I go by Lex. Yes, it is unique. No, it's also a boy's name. I swore to myself that I would name my kids by the name I intended to call them. My wife would point out that I have failed because I name my son John, not Jonathan, but I call him Johnny a fair amount of the time. But I think a name that evolves like Matthew, Matt, or Daniel, Dan is different than never intending to use the original name Mm. in the first place, which is what I think the emailer was asking about. My situation is a little unique, but apparently I needed to get it off my chest (laughs) and finally found a reason to bitch about it. Keep up the good work, and I wish you all the best baby luck. Lex from somewhere on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. What is Lex Luthor's full name? I think it's just Lex, right? Uh, I don't know. Lex is a great name. Um, Lex has a PS. Oh, I like a PS. Uh, he says, P.S. I keep being inspired by the pod to try to do something to help people who are trying to conceive. I have had at least on three occasions the following thoughts. One, you should donate sperm. You're an intelligent person who has produced healthy offspring. Look into it. Two, you are 45 and maybe too old. Mm. Three, you have had a vasectomy, you idiot. Maybe you're not so intelligent after all. <laughs> Uh, I Lex. mean, it's the continuing tradition of truckers jerking off in weird places. Ew. What? Lex loved that. He probably laughed in his truck and then honked his horn. You know, I That's was... That's how he shows appreciation for gonna... jokes on podcasts. <laughs> I was going to say, Lex, if you and your truck ever find yourselves in Southern California, give us a give us a, a, a horn holler. I, I, he sounds like he's not long haul. If he's oh, long. if he comes home every week? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, but he says he's you know gone what? all week. Lex, 
I bet you have a lot of information for us about your trucking. And he drives 10 to 12 hours a day. And I'd like to hear it. So if you if you were based in Indiana. Yes. How far? Oh my, is that where he is? Yes. India, have you driven through Indiana? No. It's fucking crazy. It's like an interchange, interstate, magical land. Every fucking highway intersects through Indiana. That's probably why he moved there. Um, well, he said he moved there to take a trucking yeah, job. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, here's my question. If you drew a, a circle with a radius of 10 hours of driving yeah. a, from Indiana, mm-hmm. how where where could you get to? Most the entire Midwest, for sure. Right. Maybe even down to Texas, the top of Texas. Eh, maybe like 15 hours. Mm. Anyway, you know who's going to tell us? Lex. Next week. Can't wait. Lex, you better email us again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but not while you're driving. Correct. Also, don't jerk off while you're driving, Lex. <laughs> Can you not? Lex is a fan of all my previous works, so he knows how to take a good <laughs> jerk off joke. This isn't this that kind of podcast. Well, Except it, it is. <laughs> um, can you not talk about jerking off? We're doing an IVF podcast. <laughs> we talk about jerking off all the time. Um, I'm going to read this email from Ashley. Oh, typical Ashley. Wow. Uh-huh. Ashley, you were born between 1978 and 1984. The end. Uh, yes, she was born in 1984. <laughs> she is a 33-year-old <laughs> single woman living in Orange County. <laughs> Uh-huh. I would bump that up to 1989, actually. I don't know. I think that name had a very specific popularity. Um, and I, I nailed it. I, I work with an Ashley who was born in 1989. Could be one of those weird Ashley Tisdale types, huh? That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't... Uh, I also, stand by my statement. I, I think 78 is a little early. Oh, you think Ashley didn't pop up till 81? I do. All right. I do. Continue. Okay. Um, I'm a 33 year old single woman living in Orange County. I've been in several emotionally and sometimes physically abusive relationships over the past decade and do not have it in me at this time to continue to look for love. Despite this, everything within me has felt ready to become a mother and this desire gets stronger with each passing day. After much thought and soul searching, I made the decision to go it alone. At the beginning of this journey, I thought that making this decision would be one of the most difficult parts of this process, but I was very wrong. I chose a sperm donor and began working with an OBGYN to get pregnant via IUI. I was only able to make two attempts in six months due to the fact that I have PCOS. I did not know that I had PCOS. Is it PCOS or PCOS? We've done 43 episodes of this podcast and I still don't know how to pronounce it. What is it? It's the ovarian? Yeah. PCOS. Oh. PCOS. Right? I don't know. Because you pronounce it the way that the O and ovarian is pronounced. I don't know. I feel so dumb. I feel like I've said I've said this word a thousand times. Well, if someone could phonetically spell it. Maybe never. You know gonna, what, Ashley? This is on you. I don't want a thousand emails telling you. <laughs> I was just going to gonna say this. we're going to get a thousand emails. Ashley, your, now, your new job right now is to write out phonetically how the fuck we're supposed to say peacock. Um, okay. Uh, it took me almost the full six months, multiple doctors and countless tests for me to receive an accurate diagnosis. I guess I don't meet some of the most common criteria at first glance, but as soon as an RE took a look at my ovaries, it was clear as I navigated my way through the six months, I went to every doctor's appointment alone, often sitting in a waiting room full of couples. And like so many of us paid out of pocket for almost every test visit and procedure as my insurance does not cover infertility. 
After my second IUI failed at the end of May, I decided to pursue IVF. I know that most women slash couples attempt more than two IUIs before moving on to IVF, but my body was not responding to the typical oral meds that are prescribed to stimulate ovulation. And one of them, Clomid, was actually creating problems with my vision. Oh. I'm not sure if this has been discussed in the podcast yet, but the upside of having PCOS, PCOS is that all of those immature follicles that cause problems with ovulation mature and produce a shit ton of eggs during IVF, which is an additional reason I chose to pursue IVF as I would like to have more than one child. The day before my egg retrieval, my RE told me that my ovaries were the size of grapefruits and I felt like my insides were going to explode. I really can't complain though because they were able to retrieve 34 eggs. Oh boy. 30 of which were mature, Amazing. 28 of which fertilized, and 20 of which reached the blastocyst stage. Jesus Christmas. During my pre-op appointment, my RE was over the moon and told me that my cycle was one of the most successful that they've ever had that they've had in years, which is something that I cannot be more grateful for. I have my appointment to find out the results of the genetic testing next week, and I'm hoping to be able to attempt my first FET next month. Just like you and many of your listeners, I've invested so much of myself into this process. It has taken a huge toll on me physically, emotionally, and financially. And to go through it alone has been one of the most difficult things I've ever done. I've felt confident in my choice to become a mother on my own since I made it, but I would be lying if I said that I don't worry about my ability to pull it off. A big part of me still feels sad about the fact that I'm going through this alone, and I can't help but wonder how much easier it would have been to have just waited for the right guy to come along to do this with. But the reality of the situation is it wasn't easy to wait. And I made the mistake of trying to force unhealthy relationships to work because of my desire for mm. a family. I don't have a specific question, but I'm curious what your thoughts are on my situation. Any advice, support, encouragement would mean the world to me. I was also hoping to somehow connect with other women who are going through IVF alone. Well, you, you've come to the right place. Yes. Welcome to Truly. Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> Where, where we, no one is alone. No one is alone. We support parents of all shapes, sizes, uh, and abilities. Orientations, marital status. Left-handed or right-handed. Yeah. That's right. And ambidextrous. Mostly left-handed, though. That's us. <laughs> A couple of lefties. Bo might be left pod. That's true. Uh, yeah, I think he is. I mean... When he shakes, when he, he shakes, shakes with he his shakes left. With his left hand. Although he might have just been taught that, you know... It's socially, it's more socially acceptable to shake with your left paw. That might be what dogs do. Like humans shake with their right hands, but maybe dogs they are do? like, yeah. I feel like I always go with my left. And that's not what you're supposed to do. I don't know what I do. You do, you're right. You're like, hi, nice to meet you. I shook a hand model's hand with my left hand the other day. That's weird. Anyway. Anyway, I'm just saying like maybe dogs have like a dog thing where it's like, oh, you shake with your left paw, buddy. I don't know. Um, Ashley. You, th- I can't th- believe how many eggs you have. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, awesome. And it's like, it's amazing. And Ashley, what the fuck are you going to do if you come back and you have 19 genetically okay embryos? You know, the other thing is like, I feel like you, like probably if, you know, she's only 33. That's true. And her eggs are probably fine and she probably got fucking super sperm yeah because it's from a donor right so they're probably gonna be good yeah um yeah that's gonna be crazy well ashley we're gonna need to follow up email on this um no but i i think we can give ashley some encouragement of course we can ashley it's nothing it's nothing new 
you you decided to go through this on your own. You're not the only person. We know people who've done it. Yeah. And uh, a good friend of mine did it recently, and she joined an organization called Single Mothers by Choice, mm-hmm. which is a national organization. And she found it very helpful. Um, and if you haven't already, I would suggest at least like looking them up and I'm sure there's a local chapter. Got to be an Orange County chapter. Yeah, I'm sure there's an Orange County chapter. You'll meet women there. There's probably going to be women who went through IVF. Um, you'll kind of see what their lives are like, and you can get support from them, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I would look into that. There's probably Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but what you're doing is awesome, and you're making it happen. And, you know, if you're ready to carry your child when Dory and I decide to do our transfer, maybe maybe we can all hang out together at at child's birthday parties. <laughs> well, she lives in Orange County. Doesn't mean that we won't have a party in City of Industry. It's between us. We probably won't have a party in City of Industry. You're probably right. Disneyland. Although, I was just going to say we might have a party at Disneyland. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, it's true. Um... Thank you for writing in, Ashley. Yeah, thank you, Ashley. Um, and kind of along those same lines, I wanted to play this voicemail. Oh, you're voicemail heavy today. Not the exact same lines, but like similar lines. Similar lines. Hey, Matt, Dory, it's Ruthie. I have called in before, so if you listen to my message again, thank you for even listening. Um, I just wanted to put a word out there for resolve.org. Um, it's an organization. I actually volunteer with them and run a support group. But if people are looking for support groups, they do have online uh, ways to find support groups in your area. You just go to resolve, R-E-S-O-L-V-E dot org, and you can search for support groups. And also they're doing a walk of hope this year um, all across the country. It's called Walk of Hope. And if you go online, you can find the one in your area. It's a great way to raise awareness. If you're into that, some people don't want to talk about it, but if you feel like it's important to you to raise awareness about the topic, it's a great way to get out there. I started a team, and we are going to be walking on September 17th for the Walk of Hope to help raise awareness and raise money for Resolve.org that does um, the National Infertility Organization. What a fun, cool, fun time. Anyway, you guys are amazing. Hi, Bob. Oh, that was another one. Oh boy. Yep. What? Wait, what do you mean another one? Was that another email? Another voicemail? No, she was saying hi Bo at the end. Oh. Hey Bo. <laughs> He's very sleepy today. Well, I took him on a walk before Bo, the podcast. He gets lazy sometimes. Do you think he, he's lazy or just sleepy? I think he's sleepy. He had a nice poop. Oh, good size poop. But you Bo. know what? After his poop, I was like, All right, let's keep walking and he he like pulled me to turn around. <laughs> Mm. He's like, I want to go back home. <laughs> uh, this is from uh, Jen. I want to talk to about the calorie counts Matt was talking about for my fitness pal. I also use my fitness pal. They can do some pretty crazy calorie counts. If you want to set it to be right for you, the best thing to do is test what your calorie expenditure really is. You can do that at a doctor's office, and there's lots of tests online that you can do where you put in some some of your stats, and they figure out an idea of what your calorie needs are just for living and breathing. And a good baseline idea is people burn an average of 10 calories per pound of body weight per day. So if you weighed 200 pounds, to maintain that, you'd need to eat 2,000 calories. Not everyone has 10 calories per pound. When I was tested, it was actually 9.3 calories, but it's mm. an idea. 
That's and to lose weight, you just have to eat less than that. If you can set your calories in MFP to be what your baseline calories will be when you are at your goal weight, if you'd like, so that when you know you can keep using it when you've achieved that. Also, man, I don't know if you talked about your weight issues. If you have talked about your weight issues, but I'm sorry if I'm bringing up something that doesn't affect you. What do you mean? I always talk about my weight issues. This is crazy. <laughs> Super fat. We all get it. Uh, but I also have a weight problem, and the main reason I struggle with my weight is that I have a binge eating disorder. Been there, done that. Probably had this my entire life, but until a few years ago, I wasn't able to be diagnosed because binge eating disorder wasn't recognized as an official eating disorder. My original diagnosis was non-binging bulimic. Oh, that's me. To a T. I've always wished I was bulimic. No offense to any bulimics out there, but I have no gag reflex. Uh, and I wasn't able to get the help I should have gotten. But now that BED is recognized, I'm able to get the help with an awesome therapist and medication. I'm currently on... Vivance, which is prescription, but it helps reduce the number of binge episodes I have each week. Oh, that's interesting that you have the episodes on a, more than once a week. Maybe I don't have what you have. Or maybe you've like worked on it. Interesting. I mean, it sounds like you used to binge a lot more. I just used to have, speaking of binging, my steaks are done. <laughs> Oh, boy, I'm going to eat all steak. If you or any of your listeners have BED, I highly recommend trying to get help. It's been one of my best things I've done for myself. I blog about my eating disorder occasionally uh, on my blog, Finding My Inner Bombshell. That is findingmyinnerbombshell.com. And I have a section for eating disorder resources, if anyone is looking for that. I now I know I need to get into recovery because in the future I do not want to have kids. And it is, I, sorry, I do want to have kids. And it is important to be as healthy as possible when I hopefully am pregnant. I'm one of your listeners who is single without kids, but I love hearing what you have to say. And what makes me an even weirder listener is that I will never be able to do most fertility treatments if I do not if I did need them because I have liver tumors caused by systematic hormones like birth control, fertility treatments and hormone replacement therapy. Wow. So if I can't get pregnant, uh, naturally when I want to have a kid, adoption will pretty much be my only option. But I love your podcast because you are so real and open about your journey. That isn't easy. And I admire anyone who can do that. I know that you have given so many people the courage to do more, to be more open about their infertility journey and, or any health journey they may be on. Sorry for the long email. I hope that soon I'll be sharing news that you'll be adding, that we'll be sharing news that we'll be adding to our family, even if you're adding another fur baby. I can't wait to see what the future has for you. I know you will be amazing parents. Well, that's TBD. Hi. Hi. What's up? Nothing. What do you think about all that? Um, I, I was like, maybe Matt should be seeing a therapist who specializes in addiction. Um, I do. Oh, really? He yeah. specializes in addiction. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you we feel talked like... about my addictions? Okay. Do you feel like he helps you? Every time I'm like, "What did he say about X, Y, or Z?" You're like, "It's always what did he say about gambling?" That's always what Dory says. That's not true. It is. No, it's not. It's pretty true. I always ask you, like, "Oh, well, I'm just curious. Like, what did he say about that?" And he's like, "You're like, he didn't say anything." Well, I mean, it's more about talking, really. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. It's about talking. I mean, my therapist, like, gives me advice. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start recording my therapy sessions and put it out as a new podcast. That's weird. Matt's therapy sessions. <laughs> People would probably love that. Oh, I'm sure they would. 
No, I'm just saying like my therapist, like I, I guess I ask her, but she gives me like advice about how to deal with situations. Yeah. But it sounds like yours doesn't, which is fine. Okay. I don't ask. That's fine. Because I'm right about everything. Oh, okay. That's something I'm in therapy about. <laughs> you're like, boy, you're right about everything. We got to get you into therapy. <laughs> um, I don't know. What did you think about her her email? Well, I found it interesting, the binge eating disorder. I don't know. What, what constitutes a binge anymore, you know? I'm sure you could find out. I'm going to have to go look at her website. And yeah. I suggest some of you do the same. Yep. The rest of you have fun. <laughs> um, I'm going to play another voicemail. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Matt and Dory. This is Mike. Uh, I was listening to 42, 43, whatever episode that you can't remember the number. Uh, and I heard Matt's strike zone comment and uh-huh. i gotta say matt keep it up with the strike zone See? i love it it's it great. makes me laugh every time and i will help make it a thing here in my home mike you are my, my mortal enemy um <laughs> and i had an idea for a uh piece of merch i love it uh, uh since you guys always a catchphrase is that's a lot to unpack uh-huh. why not have a pregnant plane with that says that's a lot to unpack, you know? That'd be funny, I thought. Maybe what? not. A pregnant what? You. Pregnant um, plane? Yeah. Anyway, keep it up. I think the podcast is great. I love it. I've listened to every episode. Uh, and to the people who don't like you talking about parking, it's a free podcast. They, <laughs> it's true. They get to listen to it. So anyway, That's keep true. it up. I love all of it. Uh, Thanks, Mike. That is all. Hope you guys are uh, having a good time. You're Thanks. Your merch discussion had me think of a new merch shirt. Oh, yeah? Um, you know, long uh, tees, long yeah. nighttime t-shirts for uh-huh. ladies uh-huh. with an outline of the strike zone. And it just says strike zone. I wish you could all see my face right now. <laughs> you just get a box, right? Yeah. It starts I, chest I, high. I, I get it. goes to just above the knees. I get it. On your long nighty t-shirt. And in the middle, it says strike zone. Mm-hmm. I think people will rush to buy this. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's going to be huge. There's going to be a Pinterest blog about it or something. Oh, a Pinterest blog. Don't know how Pinterest works. Okay. <laughs> Very clear. <laughs> clear right now that I don't know how Pinterest works. Um. Anywho. Mike, I'm still trying to figure out your pregnant plane situation. Me too. Are you just like saying that at the... like? Do you, Mike, do you do work for like UPS or FedEx where like large cargo planes come in and you're like, fuck, that's a lot to unpack? Is that why we thought this? Well, remember I Or had, did you not say plane and we misheard you? I think you. he might not have said plane, but it sounded like plane. Oh, boy. Well, since he listens to every episode, can you play it again? He'll hear this discussion. Can you play that portion of the voicemail again? I don't know exactly. Do you think you have the skills to do that? Well, I don't know exactly where it was. Uh, I think.
think it was right around here. I trust you. Go ahead. Idea for a uh, uh-huh. piece of merch. Uh, uh, since you guys always a catchphrase is that's a lot to unpack. Why not have a pregnant plane with that says that's a lot. Yep, it's definitely pregnant plane. Plane. Until until you correct us, Mike. <laughs> I am I'm picturing a plane that has a, is having babies. Um, I had remember I had the idea of of having a suitcase with with that's a lot yes. to unpack. Yeah, and you didn't think that was very funny. I think a backpack would be funny. Yeah, that's a lot to unpack. That's pretty funny. I mean, funny, but who the fuck's gonna buy it? I know. This is very confusing to me. That's the thing about merch. I'm not sold on mm. see what i did there got it okay and on that note from mike it is time to wrap up the podcast by saying thank you to our super excellent eggheads who have found it in their hearts and their tiny electronic wallets to donate thank you all um as you all as you may know um the P- patreon takes uh, the donations out on the first of the month. So if you donate in August, um, you will get charged on September 1st. Um, so we do it's the first of the month. Wake so, up, wake up. So we do the, we start doing the month's donations, um, after the first. So we're doing about half of the Patreon donations for the month today, and then we'll do some more next week. Yeah. Um, and we have, a, we had a couple of PayPal donors. So, you know, we're just doing everyone. And we appreciate all of you. Yeah. You Thank guys you so much. are the best. Um, as you know, if you'd like your name read on the podcast with a fun fact about yourself, you can donate to us. You can do so uh, via PayPal to mandory at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And you can also just, yeah, actually, you know what? Go to excellentadventure.com and click the All the info page. is there. It's all um, there. But what I was going to say is because of the, in part because of the donations, um, that's part of why we're going to be able to sell merch. Because we're we have money to pay the designer. It's fantastic. Yeah. All right, let's do it. All right, Christopher Fonagi uh, recently earned a doctorate in hunkology. Oh, I don't boy. know what that does, but he can identify hunks. <laughs> uh, I'm very good at that too. By you the way. are. I'm always you have pointing an eye out for a them. hunk. I'm always pointing out a hunk. Yep. Erin uh, Gudge. Erin uh, recently remodeled her kitchen, deciding to make it look exactly like the kitchen in Charles in Charge. Cool. Diane Martin. Diane purchased season tickets to the Red Sox AAA affiliate, the Pawtucket Red Sox. She did this because it's the only place in Rhode Island you can get a decent hot dog. Jolene Sigler. Jolene thinks the worst season of Gilmore Girls is season seven. She is correct. Josh Alferez. Josh is a, a majored in geology in college before switching his major to partying. Ah. <gasps> Lauren Gleason. Uh, Lauren thinks the best time to drink coffee is 2.15 p.m. sharp. Ryan Foster. Ryan wanted to watch the new season of Wet Hot American Summer, but got distracted by reruns of Golden Girls. Melanie, Melody Baltazar. Uh, Melody's favorite thing about cars from the early 90s was those seat belts that would automatically move over your shoulder when you closed the door. They're gone now. Oh, yeah. Where have those been? Luke Evers. Uh, Luke thinks the first three times we landed on the moon were a hoax, <gasps> but the fourth time we totally did it. Christina Turner. Uh, Christina is certain the only way out of an escape room is to ask your friend to ask for help. Um, and then I did the last five. Here we go. Um, I food themed them. Okay. Nicole Pondé. 
Nicole is the 2013 winner of Alabama's annual Labor Day Moon Pie Eating Contest. Is that a real thing? Yes. I do you know it. what a moon pie is? I sure do. It's white cream in the middle of two cake, chocolate cakey cookie things. Sort of. Two ground graham cracker cookies with marshmallow filling dipped in a flavored coating. Oh, a moon pie. Mm-hmm. I think moon pies are multiple things. You're thinking of the commercial moon pie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Chinami Worth. Chinami owns a cafe that only sells different varieties of macaroni and cheese called Elbow Room. I'll fucking be there in a second. That's great, honey. Do good, I get some Good points? job on a pun. I Thank mean, you. You get points. I Midnight's mean, gone, but you get points. All right. Andrew Steinel. Andrew recently attended a dinner party where everyone had to bring a dish from the 1950s. He made a jello mold. What was the shape of the jello mold? It was, it was round. What if it was a pregnant plane? That would be weird. <laughs> Julie Poulos. Julie runs a food truck empire in Minneapolis where she can typically be found cooking huge vats of chili. I would sample it, certainly. What, her food truck empire should have a name with a chili pun. Maybe she should spell Julie with J-U-L-L-I. <laughs> like chili. That would be uh, weird. Kimberly Quinn. Kimberly is the world's leading expert on Gordon Ramsay. I disagree, Kimberly. She has a blog devoted to him called, you have to make up the name. You didn't think of a name for this? No. I was like, Matt will be better at this. Uh, Hell's Kitchen Chronicles? No, it'd be like... uh, I don't know. Ram, Ram, Ram says, Ram says, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all his quotes, yeah. things he said, I'll think of something. Ramseyisms. I'll think of something. I'll think of a name for that blog. Gordon blog. <laughs> Chicken Gordon blog. Le Gordon blog. Le Gordon blog. There you go. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, thank you everybody for donating. We will, uh, touch base again very soon. We'll circle back. We'll circle back on this and unpack that. Yep. Bye. Bye. Bye.